If he is sworn in as president January 20th, Joe Biden will have plenty on his foreign policy plate, especially with the Middle East. Some Biden advisors say he will keep America's commitment to the Abraham Peace Accords. But Biden will likely shift U.S. policy toward the nuclear deal with Iran and peace talks with the Palestinians. Well, joining us to provide some insights is University of New Haven professor Howard Stouffer. Dr. Stouffer is associate professor of national security from the Henry C. Lee College of Criminal Justice and Forensic Sciences. He's a 25-year veteran of the U.S. State Department and former deputy director of the Counterterrorism Committee at the United Nations Security Council. So, Professor Stouffer, it's a pleasure to have you with us. So, let's begin with the Abraham Accords. We've seen Bahrain, the UAE, now Sudan make a commitment. How committed is Joe Biden to these agreements and to bringing other Arab countries into the accords with Israel? Well, thank you for having me. And um, I can tell you that since 1979, when the Camp David Accords were signed and brought Egypt into the fold for the first time to establish relations with Israel, it's been the policy of every administration to try to help Israel establish relations with all 22 Arab states. And now uh, there's been a breakthrough, and this is a significant achievement that uh, Bahrain and uh, UAE, as well as Sudan now, are all uh, establishing relations with Israel and actually having very robust uh, economic ties through the UAE and Bahrain. And I am sure that the Biden administration will want to continue that and try to encourage other Arab states, particularly uh, Saudi Arabia, to reach out to uh, the, the Israelis and to try to find some kind of a working relationship with them. Now, Kamala Harris has already said that she would like to see U.S. policy uh, return to emphasizing the Palestinian issue. You've focused for years on terrorism and security in the Middle East. So, Howard, how likely is it that Israel would return to talking peace with a designated Palestinian terror group, Hamas, bent on destroying the Jewish state? Well, I, I seriously doubt that anybody would want to engage with Hamas unless they repudiate violence as the PLO did back in the 1970s uh, to be, and then in the, in the Oslo Accords of 1991. However, I do believe that... Uh, the Biden administration can reach out to the Palestinians because, uh, first of all, I don't think Bibi Netanyahu will be prime minister for that much longer. So uh, I believe we're going to see a big change in the Israeli political landscape, unless, of course, uh, uh, Netanyahu signs the budget accord, because that's the trigger for having new elections if there's no budget. But under a Biden administration, I think uh, reaching out to the Palestinians, which had been the old method, uh, might be coterminous with trying to reach out to other Arab states and encourage them to establish relations with Israel. So I think you can do both. What can Israel expect from a Biden administration? Uh, do you think it'll be returned to a chilly relationship uh, that we saw in the Obama era or something else? I think it'll be something else. I don't think Biden wants to return to that state of affairs. Um, it's much better if, um, if, if uh, and Biden will continue, by the way, supporting the movement of the embassy to Jerusalem. And he will um, also encourage the Israelis to try to restrain themselves in terms of building settlements. But I think it'll be different from Obama because, um, you know, the, the Palestinians just resumed uh, security talks with the Israelis, or security relationships with the Israelis. And that prompted Hannah Ashrawi, who was a member of the PLO board for at least 40 years, to resign, thinking that that's the wrong way to go. I think there's a new generation among the Palestinians and Israelis that really want to reach out to each other and find some kind of accommodation in a two-state solution. That will be the major change. A one-state solution changes Israel because it won't be a majority Jewish state anymore. 
Now on to Iran. The country's a mess, particularly uh, because of economic, sanction, uh, economic sanctions. And now there's word that the Ayatollah is ill. He's named his son as a replacement. So what do you see Biden doing there? How likely is he to lift U.S. sanctions and return to the nuclear agreement, the Joint Comprehensive Plan of Action? Well, I think he might want to at least see if it's possible to return to the nuclear agreement, um, if that's possible. Like restraining the Iranians for 25 years from developing a nuclear device is an absolutely critical issue, not just for Israel or the United States, but for the entire world. Because you now have nine nuclear states, and you don't want to see that number growing anymore. And this this coming year, in 2021, you'll have the Non-Proliferation Treaty five-year review. And if we see that Iran could be reined in somehow. Now, the cost can't be that uh, all of the sanctions would be lifted. The sanctions have to remain as long as the Iranians continue to fund uh, terror groups in, uh, you know, Hamas, for example, the Hezbollah in, uh, in, in the region, and uh, trying to continue to have an arc of instability from Iraq and Syria into Lebanon, and of course, in the Gaza Strip. If that can be, if that can be bridged, I think the U.S. would be willing to say, okay, you stop your nuclear program. We're not going to let you fund these these terror organizations. And let's see if we can build some kind of a relationship that would be um, less inimical to all of our interests. And finally, here in the U.S., an Axios investigation tells of a Chinese swallow, a female spy, a honeypot, named Fang Fang, who targeted California politicians and Midwestern mayors an intelligence operation to gain political influence. Now, you've worked in security issues for years, so how concerning is that to us? That's very concerning. I think the Chinese and the Russians are constantly trying to, um, you know, undermine our security, to steal secrets. The Chinese have been trying to steal some of the vaccine secrets for months now, and I'm not surprised that they're trying to steal other, you know, technological uh, secrets that would be related to weapons development. We have to be vigilant. We shouldn't be you know, dreaming that those two dictatorial states are going to be any better now that Biden would become president than they were under Trump or any other president in the past for that matter. Okay, Dr. Howard Stouffer, Associate Professor of National Security, longtime veteran of American Global Affairs. Thank you for sharing your insights with us. Thank you for having me. I'm grateful.